y'all. Welcome back to the Confessions of a Crappy Christian Podcast, a place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome, you're wanted. I'm your host, Blake Guichet, and every week I'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at, the ways Christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not, and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. All right, y'all, today's interview is with Ashton Ober. Ashton is a community psychologist, an expert in social change, and a certified Enneagram coach. Ashton is using her platform to assist people in finding transformative growth through the Enneagram, and we are about to throw down, and it's so good. So if you don't know what your type is, that's okay. This episode is actually more for you than not. Ashton, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I'm so excited to talk about the Enneagram again. The last time we had an Enneagram-centric episode was episode 10. It was like a hot minute ago for somebody who loves the Enneagram as much as I do. So, Ashton, you are an Enneagram expert. We connected via Instagram. (laughs) Yes. So I want you to, like, tell us about yourself. Tell us your type. Tell us, like, you're, you're a legit, like, trained Enneagram expert. So tell us all about that. Yeah, so I feel like this is so weird because in all of your podcasts, like everyone has to wait till the end to tell right. Their type. And so I feel honored that I get to start <laughs> out with it. Um, so hey everyone, I'm Ashton. I am Enneagram Ashton on Instagram. And a little bit about me, I am um, located in like northeast part of the country. And where it's currently feeling like fall, and I had my first sip of a pumpkin spice today, and I'm okay. like I so you. here for it. Just a little bit, because it's still <laughs> so in the 90s. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm mad that at is... you now, but that's fine. We can move on. Don't be mad. Don't be <laughs> mad. I mean, I'm I'm in like a... I'm in leggings and like an oversized. I know. I'll just stop. I'll stop. Yeah. Now you're rubbing it in. (laughs) (laughs) I am a newlywed. I was married. I got married in June. So that's been fun. Um, I am. I am so, so obsessed with my almost five-year-old rescue dog. He is like my everything. I don't have any kids yet, obviously, since I just got married, but I do consider my dog like my world and I had him before I had my husband and I always said like if he doesn't like you like sorry this isn't gonna work um I do have a full-time job on the side of um doing this Enneagram coaching so my full-time job is I work for my state rape crisis um coalition and I do sexual violence prevention evaluation so I'm really into data and numbers which is um interesting because I'm not a five so a lot of people think that when you're interested in those types of things that you might have five tendencies and I definitely do I'm a big nerd love to read love to gain knowledge um but I am definitely a drum roll two 
wing three. <laughs> um, so I'm a big sensitive person. And when I first discovered the Enneagram, I read through all the types. It was before I even like took a test or did anything like that, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about. Um, but when I read through all the types, I was I knew immediately that I was a two without even looking at it and looking at the desires and the fears and the motivations and having just that um like punch in the gut sort of Mm -hmm. feeling knowing that that was my type Mm -hmm. um I definitely take on some uh, more of the three wing than the one because I'm a pretty big achiever I put a lot of uh value into what my successes are and so uh because of that I I definitely rely more on my on my three wing um what's cool about twos and I'm sure we'll talk about this as well, but when I'm stressed out, I go to the unhealthy qualities of an eight. And so with you being an eight and with a lot of, well, my closest person to me in my life is my sister is also an eight. I think that the eight, I say this all the time, but the eight and two like relationship combination is just an interesting one because eights go to two when they're healthy and twos go to eight when they're stressed. And so they can just learn so much from interacting with each other. Yes. Yes, that's so true. And it's so funny because I love hearing people's like story and journey into the mm-hmm. Enneagram. You say, like, I could feel like I got punched in the gut when I figured out yeah. my type. And I tell people, if you haven't had that experience, you might not have found your type yet. Yeah, if I you, agree. If you haven't been like, oh, that that's painful you might have mistyped you might not have like landed on the right thing yet yeah I always tell people like it's not supposed to feel great Mm -hmm. like it's not you know and unlike um I guess I didn't even say this but I have my bachelor's degree in psychology and my master's degree in psychology and then I became a certified Enneagram coach through Beth McCord your Enneagram who offers a faith-based perspective to the Enneagram Um, but with all of my psychology training, I was always trained in all of the different personality types. So Myers-Briggs, StrengthsFinders, all of those. And I was obsessed. And I can even remember when I was like in high school and I, my mom would take me to like Barnes and Noble and I would go straight to the self-help section, purchase the personality test. Like I was into it. And so, so but what is, um, so amazing about the Enneagram is that it offers us a tool to grow through it. So previous personality tests that um, I would take or learn about, it was just, okay, this is who I am and, and that's that. Whereas the Enneagram is, this is who I am. These are my struggles, but these are my motivations and why I do the things that I do. Mm -hmm. And now we can use the Enneagram as a tool to be the best version of ourselves and ultimately who God created us to be. Yes. And that's funny because my next question was going to be to like ask you to describe the Enneagram because I think everybody defines it differently. And that really Mm -hmm. is the perfect description of it. I think it's Ian crone has a quote where it's uh the enneagram doesn't put you in a box it helps you get out of the box yes i literally have that quote on my website because i'm obsessed with it it's and it's i think Mm -hmm. you know people tend to land on one side or the other with the enneagram they either are all in like you and i or they think it's dumb (laughs) and they're like i don't why would i like 
or they've read a little bit and maybe about their type and it didn't feel good. And so they're like, mm-hmm. no, thank you. I don't, I don't need that. And that's the, the biggest thing I, I've said multiple times on my show, the Enneagram changed my life. Mm-hmm. And that is not a dramatic, like me being an eight drama statement. It is <laughs> like the stone cold truth that it changed my life because it was a way to help me get out of a box that I'd been in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. And, um, you know, things that people would use against me or say like, oh, I'm too much of this, mm-hmm. you know, it it kind of like spoke to me and explained why I did things the way that I did. And yes. it helped me to like come out of that a little bit. Yes, because and it's not a only, growth. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but has changed like the way that I view relationships with people, the way that I interact with coworkers, how I um, know how to best take care of my husband and my partner, you know, just being able to know how to love people, which ultimately mm-hmm. like is what twos absolutely love to right. do. And exactly. so it's, you know, it's just helped me understand the people close to me and those that I work with on a daily basis. And so I am, I'm in the business of helping is what I always say. I'm in the business of helping as a two. It's what I wholeheartedly believe in. And what better way to do that than by teaching the Enneagram so that we can all help each other. Well, and speaking, talking about relationships, I always tell people that the biggest disservice people do to the Enneagram is only learning about their type. Absolutely. Because... Mm -hmm you know, okay, so start there. That's great. That's important. You need to know Mm -hmm. your type, but then learn about your partner's type and then learn about your best friend's type. And those might be the same. I've, mine are the same. My husband and my best friend's types (laughs) are the same, but you know, and then like go out from there and it really, it down to, I ask, I'm a graphic designer and I ask my clients what their Enneagram type is. It's so helpful. It's It's so so helpful. helpful. It helps me Mm -hmm. know if they are going to do well with a deadline or if they need a more flexible deadline. It's going to help me know if they're going to make a decision and that's the end decision or if we're going to have 17 revisions just from them clicking a box of what Enneagram type they are. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely agree. And I encourage people that if you are reading books or listening to podcasts and you skip ahead to your type, to go back and try again because there is so much more value out there for learning about each and every type and sure learning about your type is great but you're going to get there eventually in the book or the podcast right listen to it all right or even just like instagram content like don't click through until you get to your type learn like those just little bite-sized educational moments for the Enneagram are huge. And I, even as someone who preaches this, have to remind myself, okay, don't click all the way through to the eight. Mm -hmm. Read them all because it's just this little like learning opportunity. Well, I guarantee that you know at least one person that is every type, you know, like, you know, one through nine. And so to be able to click through and, and think about, um, how your friend, your partner, your coworker responds in these situations. It's just, 
you can't even put a price tag on that. No, I completely agree. So as an Enneagram coach, what is the most effective way for somebody to find their type? If somebody is listening and they're like, okay, that's great, but I can't figure out what type I am. What's the best way for people to do that? So obviously this is the biggest question that I always get. I'm sure you as well, because you talk about the Enneagram a lot. And so everybody always wants a quick fix, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a diet, weight loss, you know, quick success overnight. Like you would be shocked at the amount of like emails I get about like this person gained X amount of followers overnight. And I'm like, that like, cool. That's like weight loss, right? Like I could starve myself and lose 20 pounds, but then I'm going to gain it all back the next day. Right. So same thing with the Enneagram, like everybody wants to take a test and get their results right away. And the reality is, is you have been you since birth and a 10 minute test is not going to determine who you are. Right. So are tests helpful? Absolutely. Are they a tool? You bet. But they're not the end all be all. And so it's important that people recognize that even though they took a test and it gave them a certain answer, that might not be their type because everybody answers questions on tests the way that they want to be perceived. Even Mm. if you don't think you're answering that way, most of the time you are. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell you right now, that if I were to ask my husband how I respond in stress, it's going to be different than how I feel like <laughs> I respond in stress, right? Yes. So so when we're answering questions about ourselves, it's really hard to really narrow it down, like the motivation and the desire behind it. So when I work with my clients on helping them discover their type, I definitely like I send them over a test, but here's the difference. We go over the results together. And so instead of just reading the results, they send it to me and I develop, it's pretty much like an interview. Mm. I develop a specific set of questions based on their top responses, not their top one response, Mm -hmm. but their top maybe like three or four Mm. that they got. Because I will say that every time I've done this with somebody, they have not landed on the number that they had the highest percentage. Right. So even though, you know, somebody maybe got like seven, two, and um, one, which is common, like they might be a one, even though that was third on their list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just to be able to um, ask these very targeted questions to people, Mm -hmm. and I listen to their words and, and how they respond, to see. Um, now I'm never going to be like, okay, after this session, you are a two, you know, um, because that's not my job or my place to tell you what type you are, mm-hmm. but we will talk through the questions and figure out where you feel like it's leading you. Mm-hmm. Tests are a lot of fun. You know? They are. Well, and the, people love a not test. Mm-hmm. I have heard someone give the advice of having like your significant other or someone that's really close to you take it for you because they're going to answer more honestly (laughs) for you than you are for yourself. But they're going to answer based on behavior Mm. and not necessarily like the reason behind the behavior. 
Gotcha. That's true. This week's episode is brought to you by the CSB She Reads Truth Bible. This Bible aims to live at the intersection of beauty, goodness, and truth. With almost 200 devotionals, 66 artist-designed key verses, reading plans for every book of the Bible, and more, this Bible invites every woman to count themselves among the She Reads Truth community of women in the Word of God every day. You can learn more at csbbible.com or visit lifeway.com to order your copy today. Also, it's available in the very new, very cool CSB, He Reads Truth. So the most effective way really is, is not a test. It's not a test. And, you know, you don't always have to work with an Enneagram coach or somebody who's trained in the Enneagram, but you do have to do a lot of work and self-reflection right. Right. Um, on your own to read through the types, to read books, listen to um, podcasts or, um, you know, just be careful with the Enneagram memes that are on Instagram because sometimes they are, you know, truthful and they can be funny, but they, you know, are based off of stereotypes really. And right. and I post them. Like everybody posts yeah. them. Um but as yeah, far let's as not type for, yourself <laughs> from a row. Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That feels like yeah. solid advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Definitely. do you suggest the road back to you? Yeah. Yeah. That is that's Definitely. like the holy grail of, uh, yes. of Enneagram books. Mm-hmm. That is a great book. Also, anything that um, Beatrice Chestnut writes is really great. Um, Suzanne Stabile, obviously, is also, mm-hmm. like, I want to meet that woman and yes. shake her hand and give her a hug and tell her that she's amazing <laughs> in a non-creepy so way. I mistyped <laughs> as a three. From a test. Okay. Mm-hmm. And That's pretty common for an eight it, and a three. Right. And was like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I'm a three. Cool. And, like, moved forward with that. And then started actually having conversations with my husband about it. And he was like, babe, like, I love you, but you don't give a crap what anybody thinks about you. Like, <laughs> dude, this is not you. And then a while later, I read him the description of an eight. And he thought I wrote it for a blog post. He was like, that was good. That summed you up well. When, when are you going to post that? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't write that. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be an eight. That's amazing. So yeah. how has the Enneagram affected you and your life? Uh, in so many ways, so many ways that it's kind of hard to explain, right? Um, I mean, obviously I created this Instagram account and it kind of blew up and, like that's honestly what led to me even becoming certified to coach because I was people were what order that was yeah in. people were sending me messages like hey I need help finding my type or you know I really what are some tools on how to work through stress being a three you know things like that and I was like look I have a psychology background like I can do this mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah that's what made me um that's what made the decision for me. And it, and it was a pretty, I mean, it was a pretty, like I talked to my husband and I was like, I really feel like, like I'm being called to do this. Like when I talk to people about the Enneagram, it just like comes out so naturally. And I don't feel like that is, I don't feel like this is me and my knowledge talking. I feel like Mm -hmm. this is God working through me 
to talk about the Enneagram. And he was like, go for it. Like, what do you have to lose at this point? So a little side info about me is I used to be a business owner, um, like a brick and mortar business owner. Um, I had a women's boutique in my small hometown for five years, which is insane. Um, I opened straight out of college when I was 22. So yeah, insane. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure. So, so when you talk about that, I closed in 2017. So when I talk about like that kind of business versus moving into Enneagram coaching, like there's no overhead. I don't have any products I'm trying to sell. Right. And I'm just trying to help people, which is literally what my entire life is about. What your whole type is about. Yeah. What my whole type is about, what my regular nine to five full-time job is about, why I ended up closing my store because I wanted to get into the helping field. So I was like, what do I have to lose, honestly, at this point? So I went for it and became certified through Beth McCord, which has been um, really awesome to have the support of all of the coaches in that community mm-hmm. and to be able to, um, like a lot of them also have Instagram accounts. And so we're like, I feel like we're each other's biggest fans, right? Yeah. Like, that's just so cool. That's the best. And we're like, like giving client, passing clients info to each other. If somebody is near me, then they'll pass the info to me. And if, um, like I have somebody who contacts me and they're on the West coast, then I like know who to contact over there. And so it's just really a cool community and I'm, yeah, it's just such a blessing to be able to help others. That's amazing. I love that your whole, like you are the two-iest too. (laughs) <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard that. I'm sure. <laughs> so you said something about like you don't feel like this is you, like in your ability, this is God yeah. speaking through you and using the Enneagram. And that segues us into answering a question that I get fairly often that you and I discussed before about people having concerns about the Enneagram being rooted in mysticism or darkness or etc etc I get a a fair amount because and I I don't know if you do but I get a fair amount of people who you know coming from a Christian platform have questions about that and usually it's does that worry you do you have concerns about it um I don't know if I've ever answered that question now that I think about (laughs) it I feel like I'm usually like meh it's fine. <laughs> and so you, as an expert, I would love to, like, let you very casually on the surface. We're not going to, like, do a whole deep dive here. But what is your yeah. answer to that question usually? So this is something that in that group I was talking to you about, we talk about because, believe it or not, some um, Christians can be pretty nasty. No. And so I know, I know you're shocked, but, um, and so more so some of my colleagues than myself who are using the Enneagram specifically in ministry Mm -hmm. have been, um, challenged, I I will say by other Christians. And so I think it's interesting because, um, you know, obviously the Bible says certain things about mysticism and dark magic and all of that, but it's important also that we look into the Bible about where we've seen people who um, may have also been associated with astrology or um, 
things like that that have led us to closer to God and Jesus. Like, mm. for example, the wise men. Mm-hmm. Like, they were literally following a star. So, you know, there are points in the Bible that, and I am not um, a minister. I'm not going to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. I'm not an expert in in the Bible by any means. Um, I don't know really who is, to be honest. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So complex. Um, But there are just so many things that point to us um, learning about who God has created us to be and who, um, you know, our gifts and our strengths and the fruits of the spirit and, and seeing the fruits of the spirit being aligned with um, Enneagram types and, and mm. ways that we can interact with people. And I just think, yeah, like the Enneagram has kind of a um, mysterious beginning. I will say, mm-hmm. but God has used so many people to take the Enneagram and use it for, to better his kingdom and redeem and to, it. Yeah. And to redeem it and to work in people. And I think that when we focus on that aspect of it, then we can use it for good. So, um, Yeah. So I think ultimately, like when we're talking about a faith-based perspective to the Enneagram, we are comparing our strengths and our weaknesses and our growth spots to being able to grow into who God has created us to be. Mm -hmm. And when we are moving into that stress line, we're moving further away from God's presence, Mm -hmm. not obviously God's presence in our lives, but our presence in his word and in Mm -hmm. his being. Um, And so that's what I think about this being such an amazing tool is being able to use it for spiritual growth, for personal growth. You know, I think I hear a lot of Christians talk about how like you shouldn't be using a tool to better yourself. You should be relying solely on God and I think like there's some pieces of truth in there, but I also think like God created all tools in life. So like, I think he would want us to try to be the best version of ourselves. Well, and I think that the, like, I mean, I might get, I might get in trouble for this, but those people are probably the same people that are like, you don't need to take antidepressants. Like you just need to rely on God. Right. Yeah. Cool. 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 For your anxiety. cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, tell my, I'll, tell my I'll crippling panic attacks. Right, 100%. <laughs> no, and that was such a good response. That was such a, like, it was like was a little okay? bit of, like, it was great. No, that was, like, I love, I had, Sweating. no, stop. The two who doesn't like conflict. Right, and I'm like, bring it, yeah. like, let's go, like, but no, that was such a good response. I love the idea of, like, okay, like, let's acknowledge it's got some, it's got some sketchy roots, but, like. Let's not underestimate God's ability to redeem something that's got sketchy roots. Right. Christians are attracted to this, like, wildfire. Christians have, like, mm-hmm. all but taken over the Enneagram. How is that not so cool that, like, okay, if it had right. legit, like, mystic powers in the Enneagram, 
I feel like there are some pretty prominent, incredible leaders that I look up to that would be like, Mm-mm, nope, this ain't right. We yeah. ain't doing this. We're not doing this, guys. And, and, like and, Suzanne Stabile. <laughs> like My so girl. many people. Right. And, <laughs> and I, like, I, I don't even, it doesn't even need to be a leader. I, myself, I believe in myself. Yeah and my discernment that I would not be telling people about something that internally I was like, Ooh, I don't feel right about that. Like, no. So I think that that kind of puts that question to bed and you know, I'm here for that. Just like, look, yep. It's got some weird roots, but God is bigger than. Yeah. Okay. Rapid fire, which we don't have to do the first one because we just talked about the Enneagram for 30 minutes. So (laughs) what is something that can always pull you out of a funk? My dog, my friends, my husband. Um, Also, Taylor Swift. I am a huge Taylor Swift person. Don't give me that face. I know. (laughs) I am. I am like the Swiftiest Swifty. I love that of life at almost 30 years old so here we are it's not an age thing for sure (laughs) because i have my like celebrities that i feel like actually like we're friends so yeah there's no judgment. I mean, there's like a tiny bit of judgment because I have my you issues with Taylor me. Swift. But it's I've not been because judged you ha- for like twelve years. So I'm, it's I'm not because of it. that you love somebody. It's that like she kind of gets under my skin a little bit. But it's fine. Um, okay. What's the last thing you watched on TV? We. Oh, I hate to even admit this. Do it. We have been watching Thirteen Reasons Why. Really? And it's because I'm like dissecting it because again right. I work in like the kind of mental health field. So um I was like real curious, like mm-hmm. curiosity got me. Other than that, I have like my side shows that I like don't watch with my husband, which are like um, you know, things he would never want to watch. Like there's this weird show called I shouldn't even say that. It's called Younger about like this. I love Younger. Do you like Younger? Yeah, but it's okay. kind of weird, right? Oh, it's super weird. But yeah. I feel about Hillary Duff like you do about Taylor Swift. Okay. And I love Hillary Duff too. It's and like did you see borderline. that they're doing a comeback? I know. It's like borderline unhealthy. Like yeah. to the point that people send me stuff about her because I love yeah. her so much. So I yeah, love so Younger. I've been watching it's younger so weird, but and I love it. It is weird, but I'm like so that's my show like when I'm getting ready in the morning when I like have some downtime and my husband's not around so yeah whatever I love it (laughs) Ashton this was so amazing tell people where they can find and follow you so on Instagram I am at Enneagram Ashton so E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M and then A-S-H-T-O-N Okay, so people can find all of your services and everything on your website, EnneagramAshton.com? Yeah, yeah on www.EnneagramAshton.com. And what's really cool is I'm going to be offering a discount code for all of your listeners. So you can log on, sign up for a typing session or a coaching session, and get 20% off using the code CRAPPYCHRISTIAN. <laughs> yes, that's the best. Oh, I love it. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. 
make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week.